Today on the What's Up podcast, R&B singer-songwriter Pura Coco joins us in the studio for an interview, and she's going to share some of her new music. If you haven't heard Pura Coco sing, you are in for a treat. She's going to share her new song, We Ain't Gotta Be Sad, with us today. Her voice is so silky and smooth, she can make you feel really, really good, whether you're in love or just thinking about life. Thank you for joining me today, Coco. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Um, so I didn't say where you were from because I had read last year that you had moved to Tulsa. So where are you located these days? I'm actually moving back. You're moving back. Okay. Yeah, missed Arkansas that much. Well, we're glad to have <laughs> you back. We're happy. Um, and you were born in New York, too. That is right. right. Okay, so do you ever get back up there? What's your connection there? I sure do. Um, my godfather is there, and I still have some family there. Oh. So I definitely miss it. We were kind of up near the Bronx. Oh, neat. That's that's really cool. Um, and so first off, I wanted to talk about you had an incredible 2022, including um, you opened for Japanese breakfast mm-hmm. at the Momentary. Um, and you had your Spotify rap came to like over 10,000 streams, over a thousand listeners in 53 countries, which is just mind blowing. Um, can you tell, tell us a little bit about your last year and what you've learned? I can see that you've done your research. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the last year, I will say it was incredible, Mm -hmm. especially being with Lovemore, um, And what I've learned is definitely what I like doing on stage, the type of performances that I, that I love doing. Um, the Japanese breakfast performance was absolutely incredible, something that I've never experienced before. But I think on top of that, I had, um, you know, several interviews that week and, and I had several other shows in that same week. And I think that I, I noticed that I absolutely love that. I do. I love having multiple things in one week and being able to interact with multiple different crowds and being able to to establish that and and know exactly what I, I want to do in the future is what I've been learning. Oh, great. And um, you, your EP Leaves came out in 2019, right? Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about how that EP came together and did you record it locally? I did record it locally. I actually recorded it at the Teen Action Support Center. Oh, okay. um, That's where I used to work and where I used to volunteer before that. So obviously I, I absolutely love my community. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely something that I missed. But the way that that came out to be was I was doing a performance. I was that – so basically – I was an event coordinator for the Teen Action Support Center, and we had an open mic night. I said, I'll just do one song or maybe a couple songs. Somebody saw me perform. It was Jasper Logan, and he said, you need to release music. And that's how it all started. <laughs> Great. And so he was one of your early collaborators. Did um, you write your songs with him, or was that after that open mic, did you say, you know, I've, I'm going to sit down and write songs? Like, how did that work out? I used to not like writing songs, if I'm being honest. So whenever I I got into the habit again, it was primarily because I was in the Latinx theater project and I finally kind of found my voice and what I wanted to to write. So it wasn't until after I started theater that I truly found my voice and, 
and I started writing, and that's whenever I started doing the open mic nights. So I already had a few songs in mind, um, but we would <laughs> we would sit down and, and kind of go over the songs that I had already written to kind of structure them well. Okay, all right. And um, and who uh, worked on that first EP with you besides, I, I'm guessing Jasper Logan worked on it. Um, who else did you collaborate with for those songs? So it was definitely Jasper, first of all. Um, then Corey Nelson kind of helped with some of the mixing, and John Wayne Farr did primarily all of the, the rest of the mixing. Oh, okay. And that was all at Teen Action Support? Yes. Wow. I didn't realize they had that kind of cap- capabilities I there. I'm glad that we're talking about them on this podcast. That's local. Yeah. So people know about it. Yeah, yeah. They do some incredible work. I've been keeping up with them. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask, I really love the um, way you perform your song, uh, Sunday Morning, how you get the crowd going with you. And so I'm wondering, um, how did you come to that sort of call and response type of performance with the crowd? I just love interacting with the crowd. It's one of my favorite things to do on stage. And I think that it makes it feel more intimate. So I... I try to find that in all of my songs, a way to incorporate the crowd. And I've seen other artists do it, and I I primarily have listened to, like, live recordings of, of different shows. And there was this one show, I think it was by Ed Sheeran, where he splits the crowd, and he's like, you guys are Manchester, you guys are uh, a different soccer team. <laughs> and he's like, now you guys got to fight for, for who's the loudest. And... I love that. So I, I always try to find a way to incorporate the crowd. That's awesome. And um, so I'm wondering, so you said a little bit about how you were involved in the Latinx theater project. Was that how you got into performing in, in music, or were you raised in a musical household or anything like that? I will say I would wake up every Sunday morning or every Saturday and Sunday morning to music, and especially in New York, it was, you know, you're walking down the street and you would hear merengue, salsa, bachata, like all of the above. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever I came to Arkansas was whenever I was introduced to pop and R&B and dubstep. (laughs) Uh, So I I always loved music, and it was something that was really important to, to all of my family members. So... Whenever I, I found that I was a good singer, um, my mom kind of, she pushed me to to perform in school, which I was always scared of, but I saw how happy it made her, and and I I couldn't get past that. I, I wanted to continue doing it. Um, so who would you say some of your influences are, some of your early and then some of your current influences? I will say that's a hard question because okay. I... I always, I always think that whenever you're looking at a different artist, there's always negatives and positives to any artist. So I, I try not to, to idolize um, certain artists. But whenever I, I do like artists, it's, it's usually because of something specific that they do. So some of my influences to, to begin with were probably like Mark Anthony, Usher, um, uh, Akon, uh, and some of my influences now. Uh, that's a good question. Probably still 
um, like Celia Cruz, and now, now I'm I'm thinking about it. Who who am I influenced by? <laughs> Can I go to my Spotify real quick? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Well, we, so um, nowadays you are working with Lovemore Records here locally. Um, so I'm wondering how has your career changed since you've joined up with with Lovemore? I will say I have an, an incredible team with Lovemore. Um, and I think that's one of the primary reasons that people join a record label is mm-hmm. to have that support. And I I completely understand why people need that support. I appreciate them so much. So they definitely keep the ball rolling. If if ever there's a time where I'm I'm needing to to get music done, they'll be like, Hey, we gotta get this this song done or hey, we have to do this interview and um, we also have to make content for X, Y, and Z. So having that support and having that that whole system has been life changing. Yeah, that's wonderful. And before that, you, did you were you just all solo or yes, ma'am? So you had no support whatsoever before right. Love More. Oh wow! Or I mean, maybe not some not you supported yourself. You were just like a totally just yes. solo artist at that point. And I, I think that a lot of artists are that way. So it's it's awesome to, to be able to rely on other people. That's great. All right. Um, so tell me about the new music you're working on. Is there anyone you're collaborating with these days? Um, new tracks? What do, you, what do you got coming up? A lot of them are by myself, but I do have a lot of songs that I've collaborated with in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a whole hub in itself. <laughs> so it, that's that's been a cre- like absolutely incredible. Um, and a lot of the artists love collaborating with each other over there. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different environment where you know people just get together and they just simply make music because they love it. Um, I feel like here it's a, it's a little bit different, um, but that collaboration has has inspired different music like the song that you're that you're gonna hear mm-hmm. we ain't gotta be so sad was simply because somebody told me <laughs> after I got performing um sometimes I don't use my full diaphragm whenever I whenever I sing especially if I'm nervous and somebody came up to me and he <laughs> he said hey Coco breathe and I went, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's hard to remember, too. I mean, I mean, it seems so simple, but, you know, when you get nervous, that's the first thing you do is just, like, kind of contract. So. Yes. And you seem so confident on stage. I mean, you just seem like you're going to fly, <laughs> you know. I appreciate that. You have some performances coming up, but where can people keep up with your music? So I usually post everything on Instagram and on Facebook. I go by Pura Coco with two O's at the end on on Instagram, but just one O on on Facebook. Okay. And then you have a link tree on there too, so that's a good way to keep up with you. And, of course, your music is streaming on Spotify. Where else um, are you streaming? Absolutely everywhere that you can think of. YouTube, uh, Amazon, Apple Music. All right. All right. Well, thank you for um, stopping in and talking with us today and sharing We Ain't Gotta Be Sad. And uh, 
we're looking forward to hearing all the great music you're going to be sharing this summer. They're doing some really great things, too, over at Love More Records, so be sure to check out lovemorerecords.com. Um, and Pira Coco has a, a site there, so you can learn more about her and listen to her music there as well. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Of black. Hey.